Right. Speaking of, speaking of that, there's a lady in my church, my first church, I went to visit her one time in her house, and she had this cup on the kitchen counter, and it was filled with these looking like black, swollen-looking, horrible, ugly, I don't know what it was, in some white liquid. And I said, Miss Jeanette, what is that? She goes, oh, she was real country. She says, those are my raisins. I said, what? She goes, here's my raisins, my gin raisins. My gin raisins. Yeah. And she, you know, and then every evening, you know, she, she, do, she doesn't drink. She doesn't no. drink. No, she, she doesn't like raisins. No, you don't drink. You don't drink I alcohol. They turn into grapes. <laughs> this is Matt Russell. This is Todd at Mercy. Actually, this week is Thanksgiving. And my, How did this happen? I know, I don't know. My mother is coming in town. Really? Yeah. How long will she be in town, John? Uh, long time. Oh, is she going to stay through Christmas? Uh, she's not staying through Christmas. But I mean, what's Thanksgiving without a little emotional scarring? <laughs> right? I mean, it's like it wouldn't be Thanksgiving if hey. there wasn't... A little emotional yeah. scar. Somebody can't shame you like your mother and father can, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, just, yeah, that's right. just go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was the old Irma Bombeck saying? It's like at my household, you know, <laughs> gravy is considered a beverage. <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> when we make gravy, it's like there's not, you know, you see the little gravy boats are like this, like the little gravy boats, man. <laughs> Ours came in like Tupperware containers <laughs> with lids. <laughs> <laughs> and a straw. And a straw. <laughs> it's a, put it in my Yeti. Yeah, <laughs> Let's carry that thing with me. I love it. So it's funny. like, um, yeah. I can't remember who else it was said that, you know, Thanksgiving, was it, um, it's so, we, we call Thanksgiving Thanksgiving because we're so thankful that it only comes once a year. Yes. <laughs> do you know, I was reading this thing. It's like all the things you need to do to prepare for Thanksgiving. And it was all just like, check your utensils and check your pots and make sure everything's good and prepare your house. <laughs> And it's like, get everything ready for your guests to come. And all I was thinking was, man, last year, you probably didn't have the opportunity, or maybe some people did, but a lot of people didn't go, you know, travel and stay at people's homes. And this year, oh, you probably got it. The gloves are off. It's back. We're back. <laughs> They're back. We're live. And I don't know about you, but I've, I've experienced, Stephanie, my wife and I were talking about this recently. It's, it's almost like, I used to love to be around people. I wanted to be around people and I would seek being around people. And if there was an event going on, I wanted to be at the event. Now it's kind of like, meh, you want to go be around people? Eh, not really. <laughs> no, people. I'm good on people. I'm good. Well, there was somebody that was, who was it was telling me? I don't remember. I shouldn't say because it's probably somebody, it could be somebody that listens to the podcast. It was like somebody was coming to town to visit like the kids and they were bringing the in-laws, but apparently the in-laws they hadn't, talked to in a long time or seen or whatever so they're all coming to this house i'm thinking yeah and this is an interesting dynamic and they said oh yeah. by the way we're bringing our dogs and we're going to stay for a week i thought mm. interesting mm-hmm. could write a book about mm. that mm-hmm. wow yeah there's i i mean this um, i both of my parents are gone and um when I see the tension that, you know, in everybody else's family, I'm yeah. like, hmm, I have some really good memories I'm going to hold on to. Yeah, right. <laughs> Last year, y'all, uh, y'all did a turkey frying instructional video. Oh, yeah, we had the video of the turkey frying. I'm going to fry turkeys that was Saturday. Gonna, that you? was last year, John? That was, that was uh, a year ago. That was 15 years ago when we did that episode. 
on Thanksgiving. I was 32 then, right? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> Don't you remember we watched all the videos of all the yes. uh, the turkey frying gone bad? The best. You know what I did? And you you gave me good instruction because the day before that, I oh, that's right. got you, those chickens. Oh, I gave you, did I give you my turkey fry? Yes, you, you let me use the now turkey Now it's coming fry. back to me. Oh, right? coming back. Oh my and gosh. you made me sign, that was you last made year. Me sign a release. I did. I, I, <laughs> I, I made you sign a release. Right, because you showed me all those How videos about people burning things? themselves and setting their house on fire. I went over to your house and you gave me an instruction because you were you went out of town. Yes, we were going to be gone. Yeah, and so I used your. We're ad- usually gone for Thanksgiving, but we're not yeah. this year. You I, can't borrow my turkey fryer. Well, this year. I, I, I've been looking at them. I've been eyeballing. Yeah, I've been you eyeballing. need to get one. They're really good. They're great. And you know what I ended up doing is I then I I I fried a turkey of my neighbors. I was like the I put it out in my front my front and I had like two neighbors come over and ask got a if sign they could fry. out yeah. said hey like, have turkey we'll fry <laughs> we'll fry it was great yeah we're gonna do that so on Thanksgiving it'll just oh, that's be a good idea on Thanksgiving it'll just be me and my wife and my mother and then my youngest daughter Maddie mm-hmm. then you know we're in this period which you you'll experience someday where now that my oldest daughter is married um you know they have to alternate holidays right so this year they do thanksgiving day with with my son-in-law's family and then on saturday they're all coming Coming over Ah. to do which seems not fair (laughs) so why is it on thursday they're going to his family, but I'm not invited. Oh, yeah. But on Saturday, they're, <laughs> they're coming to do Thanksgiving with him, the and his entire family is coming. Oh, interesting. Free food. Huh. I'm just now putting this together. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bone to pick. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Well, well, well. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> what's, your favorite, oh, well, well. what's your favorite Thanksgiving memory? Oh, my goodness. So my mom used to haul us out of bed. I don't know if it's my favorite. It's the most dominant. And we would have to run the turkey trot. Oh, oh they do that too. Yeah, we would like, and hey. I just remember at a certain you time. Do that? That's a great video idea. Let's just a, a turkey trot so too. What's a great? <laughs> the two turkeys trotting. <laughs> you two running the turkey trot. No, I'll tell you what we'll I'll do. I'll get us. I'll get one of those strollers, those jogging strollers. <laughs> and, I, and, and I'll push, push you. That would be the, I and would I'll do that. Dr- if you do that, I'll dress up as a turkey and hand out. No, I want you to dress up as a baby. <laughs> turkey legs. With a little bonnet on and you can, you can hand out turkey oh legs. God. I would do that all day long. Oh turkey God. trot. Yeah, I think I think that my son-in-law's family does that. Yeah, I think so. I'm doing it this year. Are, are you? you? Yeah. It's what? The, are you doing the eight or the three? The three. Yeah, I'll I'm probably not. do it too. Yeah. All right, what's your favorite mem- turkey memory? Thanksgiving memory? Well, um, well, probably my daughter was born. My daughter's oldest daughter's birthday is like November 23rd. Mm-hmm. So, some years it falls on Thanksgiving Day. I can't remember if that that year when she was born it did or not, but it was close. So every Thanksgiving is always her birthday, but the last, wow, 22 years, we've always done Thanksgiving. You got a little foam right there. Thank you. Yeah, then Thanks, we've John. done Thanksgiving with <laughs> um, Stephanie's family in Georgia, in the North Georgia mountains. Okay. Or a couple of years in Florida when there was fires in the, in the mountain. There's a fire on the mountain. But uh, yeah, so now what's happened is the nephews are old enough. Same thing, they're all married. They're starting to have kids, so now they have to be with their families. So this year is the first year in 22, 23 years that we will be home Home. for Thanksgiving. And all your kids aren't gonna be there. Yeah. So what time should we show up? 
You can come anytime you I, want. I'll just bring all my kids over and we'll just yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Jeff, Down. you got plans? Come, come on. on. Do you have plans? Let's just do this. Come on. Come on to our house. I am going to turkey the, trot in the morning, though. Well, turkey tr- trot, trot in the morning and then come over. Yeah. Okay. I'd love to trot. My, my, trust me, my 21-year-old daughter is going to be looking for somebody cool to hang out with besides me. And it cool. would not be me. That would be you, Jeff. <laughs> I'll bring my fidget spinner and my... Fidget you know what I think we're going to do? I think there's going to be karaoke. Mm. Oh, I've seen, I've yeah, seen I little videos. I know. We've done karaoke. I saw videos of that and was like, why was Matt Russell on well, it? I think, I think the fun factor for Matt was a little like off last year because of that. Yeah. You was, know, I think that it's my mom loves karaoke, especially oh. after a couple glasses of wine. Oh, yeah. She's Man. great. Karaoke. Your mom's a hoot. She is a hoot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, those are great. What, Jeff, what's your favorite memory for Thanksgiving? You mm. have one? I, lo- I used to love just tossing the football. You'd watch the um, Cowboys. Oh, that's, all right, just somebody. let me stop you right there. How yeah. old, you're really young. I'm 33. 13. 33 years 30, old. 33. You know, no one I know that age says, we're just a tossing the football. out there tossing the old Tossing the old pigskin in the backyard of Thanksgiving. It's your Jesus That's, that's your what Jesus I remember. Birthday. Yeah, that's what I remember is going out. Full stomach, just bloated <laughs> belly, throwing the football around, trying to keep it all just, in. Just, oh. yeah, yeah. Was it pie? D- was it uh, was it Jim Gaffigan or whatever the the, the the comedian? He says like uh, he said Thanksgiving tradition is we overeat, and he says, hey, how about at Thanksgiving we just eat a lot? He goes, we eat a lot all the time. We eat a lot every day. <laughs> every- he goes, oh, well, what if we eat a lot on this particular day when we're around a lot of people who annoy the hell out of us? <laughs> That's what makes Thanksgiving unique. <laughs> it's just bury your feelings in food. Yeah. That's, that's great. It. I do remember, you know, the families being together when I was young. You know, you, you would have family gatherings. It was yeah. never really just like all us by ourselves. No. We'd be right. with the cousins and the uncles. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Football in the front yard. Oh, yeah. Kind of stuff. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I miss that a lot. Bring your football. Okay. We'll toss it on Gessner. <laughs> At Gessner and Memorial. Yeah. Go long, Jeff. Only bad Go long, Jeff. Living in a city with yeah, 8 I'll million people. Yeah, I'll hit you about Memorial. There'll be traffic. Yeah, we'll play, we'll play football on the street of, the, of I-10. And it's going to be shirts and skins. <laughs> That'd be really fun. All right, those days are over. <laughs> those days are over. Well, I think um, I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm kind of ready. So uh, the other thing I did... I posted on social media this past this. weekend is I put up my Christmas decorations yeah. two weeks. Mm. So it was last weekend. No, it was past weekend. So it'd be one, two weeks before Thanksgiving. I've never done that before. That's amazing. Wow. And I, you know what? People, I saw on your f- Facebook post, like other people are like, I did too. I did too. It's like. what? Well, so I've always been the kind of person that was like, Look at those people putting up their yeah. decorations yeah. so early. What do they think they're doing? They're ruining the season. You know, I was just like, bah humbug. There's Thanksgiving you know, like first. Thanksgiving. <laughs> you remember, you're like a Halloween. They start putting decorations out of Halloween in August. And I was yeah. just like, pissing moan. I can't believe they're doing it. It's ruining. I can't have, you can't enjoy anything good anymore. Must be from and Tennessee. Then it's like Santa Claus shows up in Christmas carols in Walmart starting in like yeah. September. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it. You know, ruin the whole thing. And I'm like, man, this year. I am putting up my tris, my Christmas tree. I put it up. I was ready. We've been sitting in there, turning the lights on. Oh, That's yeah. great. I am listening to Christmas music. Turn I the, found a study that says if you listen, the earlier you listen to Christmas music, the happier you are. Dude, I, it's going on. 
what's going on then? I, uh, can you can you buy a live tree? Because I'm one, I'm a live tree guy. Yep. Ooh, I normally I may do. do that. If you the problem, the problem with buying a live tree two weeks before Thanksgiving, <laughs> yeah, is be like, what's it? Christmas vacation? Where He's going to set tree goes on up fire. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he drank the dog drank all the water out of the bowl. Remember? Yeah. Yes. What's the plan uh, for the podcast the next month? So today. Mm-hmm. We're doing the special Thanksgiving episode. Yes. Brought to you by <laughs> turkeys. Lampshade coffee. Lampshade deep coffee. Brought and to you deep by fryers Bobby Woolley. It makes us cappuccino. <laughs> the Chapelwood Coffee Shop. Um, and Crisco. Yeah. This is this is our holiday special. No, I think in uh so I think we're gonna take some time off, but we are gonna surprise people. I think we're gonna do some kind of a Christmas pop-up. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna and we're gonna have special guests. It's gonna be oh, like yeah. a variety show. Ooh, I like that. I don't know. I just said that from John's house. From, yes, Ooh, in John's hot it, tub. You want to do it from the house? Yeah, from the hot tub. Oh, we could do it. In, oh, with karaoke. Really... With karaoke going. <laughs> you want to do karaoke? Okay. Let's, let's make this as absurd. Why don't as we have? <laughs> why don't we have people email? All right to. Um, Christmas podcast at <laughs> at Jeff Jeff.com <laughs> and uh, yeah let's just you know let 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 Jeff know what you want to see on the on the special Christmas podcast Absolutely. and who so yeah we'll do something that'll pop up to help us think about the season frame Christmas but over the next <laughs> month or so we're gonna kind of be laying low cool recovering mm. it's been a tough two years but yeah. I'm in a much better headspace. You are. I hope you are. I am. I, I I feel, yes, I am. It's good. I'm riding my Peloton now. Yeah. So here. Yeah. Do you like it? No. <laughs> no, so it's funny. Here's one thing I've learned. If, you've, if you're back into exercising for yeah, a week, yeah. like yeah. one week, yeah. all of a sudden you think, oh, I feel really good. I got this. So I'm going to the 30-minute classic rock, Emma Lovewell, you know, Immediate moderate bikes class. Yeah. And in the warm up, she's like, All right, we're going to put the resistance on, uh, yeah. you know, 55 to 65. We're going to get our cadence at 80 to 100. And I'm thinking, I'm sure I'm going, I'm going, Oh man, this is hard. I'm like, We're just in the warm up. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> this is so bad I hit, news. I hit back out. No, no, no. Stop, <laughs> no, no, stop, no. stop. And now Peloton's like, Oh, do you want to pause this and come back? I said, No, no, no. I'm not coming back. Are you sure you want to cancel this? Because if you cancel it, I mean, it's over. You yeah, can't. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I want to cancel it. Are you sure you want to confirm? I was like, dude, really? Dude, really, please. It's like, yes, I want it done. So then I went back to the beginner folder. Yeah, downhill. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to set you on the top of a hill, coast, and you're going to coast. Just coast. And, and you're going, dude, <laughs> well, this let me is just so tell hard. You, beginner for <laughs> me. Keep your legs out. Beginner put for the, me is still not easy. the fan on. But it, it's a workout. I mean, I'm sweating. <laughs> But I'm the beginner, you know. You, you get to hey, here's how I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, not every day, but I'm, I'm I've exercised every day for the past ten days. Wow, look at yeah. that, John. That's awesome. My pants don't are not as tight, mm. which is good, and I just feel better. yeah. It, I mean, it's it, it does it. It's for the mental health. Yeah. It really does wonders. Yep. Really well, understand. we talked about this last week when you were gone with Zach and mm-hmm. Jeff is about the self-care. Yes. And I do think there's something to be said about taking time yeah. for yourself. The other thing I'm working on is how to take care of spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today related to gratitude mm-hmm. is I have just started or I'm working on starting. Jerry Weber, our good friend, yeah. turned me on 
to a book that I'm going to start um, working with. Let me find my Kindle. Anyway, it is called The New Spiritual Exercises. Are you familiar with The Spiritual Exercises by um, St. Ignatius? Yes. Is this going to be a quiz now where you ask me what no, they no. are? No, If you say okay. yes, I trust you. Yeah. So um, this is called The New... So that's The Spiritual Practices. Mm -hmm. The new spiritual practices is where we are. The new spiritual practices um, um, in the spirit of Pierre Deschard de Chardin. Yeah. Is that how you say that? Sure it is. <laughs> My French is no bueno. Yeah. Espanol solamente espanol y francés no bueno. So the new spiritual practices of Pierre Deschard de Chardin. Can you spell that? Pierre. Oh, there it is. <laughs> See, in South Georgia, we say, tail hard de chardin. <laughs> We're so, just going to call him Pedro. <laughs> if anyone is interested in this type of thing, one of the things, so I, I, it's important for me as I've been working on this with the spiritual director is to think about, okay, is there, is, for me, I'm just, I'm a systematic like process yes. guy. So, like when I play golf or if I'm, I haven't played golf in a long time, but when I do, I don't have a problem with going to the driving range and practicing. That's enjoyable for me. Most people hate that. They just want to go play golf, which is why they stink all the time and they never get better. Right. They wonder why I've been playing a long time and never get any better. It's because you don't practice. But the process to me is very feeding to my soul. Yes. So yes, one yes. of the things that I found is that I need some process. So one of the things I've talked about is I use the Divine Office. We've talked about that mm -hmm. in here before, which is an app you can download and it reminds you multiple times during the day, whether through its audio, it'll read it for yeah. you. So if you're walking or you're in the car, but you can also read it, the scriptures for every single day, there's like at least five or six times for prayer. That's great. And so it reminds me. Now, do I do every one every time they tell me? No. What this book, The Spiritual Practices of St. Ignatius, are has been around forever. Of course, the Jesuits follow that religiously. Get that? I, no, I, I saw that. that. Good. You, yeah, thank you. And then what um, What uh, Teilhard, <laughs> Teilhard de Chardin, um, it's, it's around these weeks. So it's basically a four-week spiritual exercise process. Um, and he talks about keeping a journal, talks about prayerful intention, mm -hmm. talks about, you know, so for the first week, for example, it's the presence of God, the way God loves, the principle and the foundation, the Thanksgiving examine, the positive particular examine. So these things that you can use, which is sort of a devotional guide, but actually increase your intentionality and your spirituality. And the one thing that hit me as I was, as, as I'm getting into this was the Thanksgiving examine. Mm. And I thought, I love this. That's interesting. Huh. It's Thanksgiving. And here, Pierre de Teixeira de Chardin, 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 you know, has got this Thanksgiving examine, which is actually not original to him. It's, it was part of St. Ignatius's things. But what he says here is that, um, of course, Teilhard, Teilhard, what are we going to do? Let's just call him Pierre. Okay. Can we just call him Pierre? <laughs> Yeah. So Pierre was pretty much an optimist. He kind of went sideways with the church because he had some views. He was a scientific mind. So he had some views about science and evolution that didn't jive well with the Jesuits and the church. And so he kind of got sideways with them. But he was always very foundational with faith. He was trying to bridge the science faith 
uh, gap. Um, but in prayer, instead of, he, so he had a lot of things. You know, this is interesting now if you think about life. He, he had sort of some divergent views. So he probably lived a lot of his life in tension with the church that he loved. Right. Because of this, hmm. right, his evolutionary views. And he could have spent a lot of time thinking about his failures, his disappointments, and discouragements. This has been important for me in the last yes. two weeks. And I think a lot of us in our lives, over the past 20 months particularly, we focus a lot on the negative, the discouragements, the division. Yes. Now, I don't, have you done that? No, I did that a couple of days during the whole last Just two, two days? Yeah, it was two yeah. days. They, they were bad two days. No wonder job. you were always you know, in always such chipper a good and just, you know. That's, that's why I, I like being around that's you. That's how I roll, John. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a robot. Right? It's just, yeah, it was really hard. It was really hard. Think about our kids. Think yeah. about... Um, so anyway, yeah, it's it's Lewis Savory is the guy who wrote this book, but he's mm. basing it off the spirituality of mm. Pierre Desjardins. Um, but anyway, he says instead of focusing, instead of Pierre focusing on his failures and disappointments, he focused a lot of his spiritual life on praise, reverence, and gratitude when he related to God. Yes, he felt like whenever I relate to God, I want to think about the things that are positive in my life rather than all the things that are negative. And so uh, what Savory writes is that in recent years, psychologists have discovered a basic law of psychological and spiritual life. We might call it the first law of spiritual energy. And it's simply this, energy follows attention. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. My, my spiritual director says, where your attention goes, your energy flows. Ooh, that's even a little rhyme. Yeah. That's how she breaks that down. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. Yeah. So energy follows attention. Yeah. Wherever you focus your attention is where the energy of your body, mind, and spirit go. Yeah. And so my, my aha moment's just that's been really in the good. last week and a half for me, Mm -hmm. that I feel different, I see things different, I look at people different, because I made a conscious decision and turned, I was like, Mm -hmm. I just need to do Mm -hmm. something different. Right. It's just not working. Yeah. And that involved body, mind, and spirit for me. But it's given me the capacity to really focus more on, there's plenty of negatives still around. Right. Uh, Newsflash. (laughs) (laughs) There's still plenty of discouragement, there's still people that are not happy, and the world's not, yeah. flowing right but man my attitude is really different i mean yeah. like yeah. i don't even know if you could tell i mean just when i'm i had so many people on sunday it's like man i can i can i can tell dude like i i posted or, about you on sunday and just, just i was like there's something happening like god is like you're yeah you're at a you're at a different place for sure so i i i think uh your body mind your spirit goes where your attention is focused so in terms of this first law of spiritual energy um uh, Tejard focused on God's grace, his own resilience, Mm -hmm. his capacity to adapt, to restore his enthusiasm for his work and his relationships. And he he writes, he was willing to try anything for Christ. If he was blocked from pursuing one avenue, he'd find another way. He kept his eye on his vision of the Christ project, which was his work project, which he felt like he was created and called to be a part. But he realized um, that that um, his life had this nightly review process that he based off. Now, Pierre Tejard de Chardin was also a Jesuit, 
and right. a scientist. So he was a, a, a priest and a scientist. Saint Ignatius is sort of the founder of the, the Jesuit mm -hmm. movement. He followed Ignatius' um, spiritual exercise process. So every night he would review his daily, daily focus and, and he would focus on what went right instead of what went wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, Ignatius has, a, has a, a, an examine, they right. call it, an examine for, for, of Thanksgiving in the same way. But he built off of this. So this is what he would do. And this is, I think, is really, really fascinating. I think if I start doing this, it's even gonna help even more. Every day, now Ignatius said you do it twice a day, once before the midday meal, and then another time at night. But um, Pierre would do it every night. And first, he just, there's five steps. First, you just give thanks to God in general, just for all the good things that you have in life. Hmm. So at a very high level, I'm thank you, just thanks for life today that I didn't step off the street and get hit by a bus. You know, whatever it is, the clouds, rain, look at the weather, look, on. I had a good interaction. Yeah. Bobby fixed us a great cup of yeah, coffee, that's right. I mean, whatever, yeah. it's just general things. Second is to ask for grace to recognize the particular things that happen to you and to other that you should be grateful for. So that's really an awareness. Lord, can you make me more aware of the little things that happen every day um, to prepare me for tomorrow, to prepare for me for this afternoon, to prepare me for the day that I can look and find, be more attuned and aware to those little things. Third is to take account of your day. From the hour you get up till the present time, hour by hour, period by period, first your good thoughts, ideas, and intentions, then your good words spoken and heard, then your good acts, your actions and those of others, small or large, that positively touched your life or someone else. Now, Ignatius and uh, Chardin are big on, put that in your journal. Mm -hmm. Write it down. Capture it. There's there's something about the process do of Do you journal? It. I do. So you're gonna have to speak to this because that's not something I've done and mm -hmm. I think that I need to start doing this. Yeah, there's something, I've journaled since I've been like 12 years old hmm. um and um and did you and, have a diary with a little key and yeah, a lock? I did, I did. <laughs> and i have all the keys in a lock box now in a bank um <laughs> but it's been something that i've done all my life and i it is and the other thing is in recovery you write down things as well so the right you write yourself there's a whole concept about you write yourself into change hmm. right um, that writing is a really important process of the way our brain and our mind and our bodies assimilate and absorbs information, right? That's why thinking um, um, doesn't work as much as thinking and writing, like it's a focused and it's an, it's an embodied kind of way of doing that. Right, and so um, there's a there's a guy I know that did his PhD that really studied about the process of within the recovery movement of writing yourself into change, and there's a whole kind of psychology around that. So I think journaling is important. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I there's a part of me that just is like mad at myself that I haven't been journaling or you know capturing those things. There's mm -hmm. so many things, so many experiences I've been through. You know, I tried to start, I remember in early 2000s when we did the first, when I was a part of a church merger and went through the first process, I, I decided I was gonna start journaling and yeah. I did it for like a week and then I just, <laughs> yeah. like, cause it, was, it wasn't my discipline, you know? 
How yeah. often do you go back and read old? Um, no, like, never. Like, I rarely. Like, okay. like, I think what I'm realizing in my own journals are it's, and my journals are not like today. I had a meeting with. It's not that. Okay. I'm really processing emotional, spiritual stuff in that place. And I've, in fact, I I found one of my journals from about. Uh, uh, six or eight years ago, and I read through it, and was just like, "Oh, this mm. is painful to read," mm. because I realize it's in the moment I'm working things out, you know, um, and 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 trying to figure something out as I write. You so know? it's not so much a a record as it is no, a way no, of and and it really isn't for anybody else to read. Like I would sure. be, like I, I I have a place I put all of them and then I'm really thinking about destroying them way before I get you know <laughs> I want you to come well, over John and, and destroy them when I die if I go before you you know now, now at the beginning of this particular book Savory talks about journaling he has mm-hmm. a whole section on the the process and the practice of journaling and I haven't read that part yet but I know it's there I'm going to get to that to sort of give me some framework but that's what he's that's what he's suggesting here or, um, you know, in this daily examine of Thanksgiving is that you're thinking through hour by hour, period yes. by period, good thoughts, ideas, things you've said, things other people have said, actions, small, large, that positively touched your life and to record those things. So it wasn't like 702, <laughs> ate my egg. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Four almonds. <laughs> four, 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 no, four no, almonds no, it was eight. five almonds. <laughs> Right. Speaking, of, speaking of that, there's a lady in my church, my first church, I went to visit her one time in her house and she had this cup on the kitchen counter and it was filled with these looking like black, swollen looking, horrible, ugly, I don't know what it was, and some white liquid. And I said, Miss Jeanette, what is that? She goes, oh, she was real country. She says, those are my raisins. I said, what? She goes, here's my raisins, my gin raisins. My gin raisins. Yeah. Wow. So she has a glass of gin, and every day she puts the raisins in the glass of gin. This mm. is exactly what my grandmother would do. And she, you know, and then every evening, you know, she, she, do, the she doesn't drink. She doesn't no. drink. No, she, she doesn't believe like raisins. No, you don't drink. You don't drink I alcohol. They turn into grapes. <laughs> but it's they the reverse. Sit, but they sit in there all day and they start out at these little raisins and by the end of the day, they're like biggest round. Yeah, they're grapes. <laughs> and you just pop a few of those and they're healthy, right? It's, it's your gin raisins. Oh, so those are but, figs. But she doesn't drink. I don't drink. Right. So it was interesting when the Braves and the Astros were in the World Series. Oh, Miss Jeanette called me. Oh, really? And uh, I called her back. She, said, she had to get my number from like Somebody a friend of my mom know. or something. And she called me and she left me a voicemail. And she said, I'm just this your old friend Jeanette. She's thinking about you. <laughs> and she said, or something like that. And I called her. I said, hey, because I already had my gin raisins. <laughs> my gin raisins. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I talk about what I'm thankful for that day. Yeah. I was thankful for that, that interaction. That's, that's to remember. so great. She also used to keep her, her Christmas tree up all year. And so what she did over in the living room, she had a Christmas tree up, and you go visit her, and when it wasn't Christmas, she just throw a sheet over the top of it. I love it. Like, you couldn't see it. What is That's that? That's the best thing in the world. That is great. That's like the way to roll. Do you know, speaking, of, speaking of the pandemic, um, someone else told me when I said I'd put my Christmas tree up early, they said, oh, we kept ours up all year, and we just decorated it differently for all the seasons. Brilliant. Easter, Mardi Gras. Just you know, whatever it is. They just had Lent. different decorations. <laughs> July 4th. That's great. So, so can I can I talk about that? Yeah, we're, we're, we're all over the map this here. Like a, this is a linear. We might podcast. make it to the fifth. <laughs> uh, 
like one of the things that's interesting about what you're talking about is that um, there's all this research on gratitude. Um, this, these two researchers, Edmonds and McCullough, have been researching gratitude for the last 20 years, and they they have um, they look at folks that um, um, like one of the research th- the studies that they did is they had a group of folks that were writing down what they were grateful for every day for 30 days. Uh, another folks that were writing down just events. And then another group of folks that were writing down things that bothered them, um, things that happened that day that didn't go right, Ooh, right? Like things the scientific that, test. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. And here they, they found that folks that were, um, that were kept a gratitude journal, this is for 30 days, John. Now think about this being like a, a, a not just a trait, but I think that the gratitude <clears throat> is a is a really a, a disposition that you can cultivate. It's a way of life. Yeah, yeah right. Um, that enhanced well being um, um, is is a marker that increases deeper relationships. Um, optimism is improved. You have increased happiness and scaled uh, scaled happiness. Better self control. Um, better physical and mental health. And uh, this, uh, this question about an overall um, um, better life. And this is within stronger, um, stronger physical kind of a desire to work out. It, it mm-hmm. comes, uh, comes in that too. And then um, stronger neurological based morality is what they said, um, which is, is you have the, the more resistance to the things that you don't want to do. Right. Because there's a like, but Paul says, why do I do the things I right. don't want to do? Well, they're saying that the, that if you keep a jet, if, if, if that if that becomes a way that you live, all these things begin to happen. And I think, you know, I've talked about this before. I think gratitude is the superfood of the spiritual life. Hmm. I, I think it is the thing that everything else hangs off of. Hmm. And they say that there's two kind of stages to gratitude. And um, I think the, the, the first stage is acknowledging kind of um, what is, like, like what you're saying, like what is happening in your life. It's, it's attention. It's training our minds to see things that are in front of us that are good, right? Mm. I think our reptilian brain, which some of my friends call the monkey mind, yeah. <laughs> end up kind of racing towards what is going wrong and how can I I've done that. Mitigate That's that. been me the last, yeah. I mean, oh, me too. And I've, I've never considered myself like a negative, depressive, um, you know, half empty glass, glass yeah. kind of person. Yeah. But, and I would say even at the beginning, like most people at the beginning of the pandemic, I had a lot of stamina. I mean, I've always prided myself to say, I can deal with a lot of crap. I've dealt with a lot of crap in my life. Yeah. I have a high threshold for crap. For crap. Your crapometer is, crap-o-meter is <laughs> pretty very good. high. Yeah. And I've always been one to be that sort of a non anxious present. You kinda are. No, no high highs, no low lows, you know, just kind of steady Eddie, right? Which is mm-hmm. a good leadership trait. But what happened was, so when the, when the pandemic started, it's like, okay, we can weather this. What's it going to last? Month? Month, two, two months, three we months, got this. right? And then it goes on and on and on. Then it's like, okay, well, September it's going to be over. We're back to church in September. Yeah. But then that change. People don't come back. And it's just drags on and on and on and on and on. And then another wave. And then the spring, the vaccines come. And then all of a sudden, everybody's arguing about vaccines. And then it's like masks come off. And then it's like summer. It's like, oh, June, we're back to normal. And then another wave. And it's just at some point, I remember in college, I uh, tore the ligaments in my ankle playing racquetball. And I was on, I was very athletic back then. Don't let this body fool you. Hey. Um, and 
I was on crutches for like six, eight weeks. Wow. You know, getting around college campus. Yeah. And, you know, your young mind, it's like, first week, two weeks, like, I'm strong, I can do this, no problem. But I mean, you hit a wall where you're just like massively depressed because you can't go do what you want to do. You can't move around. I mean, it's just, you hit this dark spot. So you can imagine, I think think we've all been through that. Um, And I think the people in denial about it are people that have repressed the struggles that they've had. I think that's where you find some lack of honesty, some bad behavior that comes out in people's lives because they haven't been honest. I think that's the one thing that's helped me in recent days is to finally sit and say, what am I afraid of? Right. And to kind of like sit with it, not right. in a way that it has power over me or debilitates me, right. but just honestly kind of spend some time with it. Absolutely. It's okay, well, what if I lose these things I'm afraid to lose? Yeah. I was like, well, it wouldn't be the end of my life. Yeah. Mm. I mean, heck, even if I, yeah. if I lost my job, if the church came and said, we just don't really think like, I mean, everybody else is doing a bad job too, but we think you're, <laughs> you're not leading doing, the bad job. You're not doing a great job. So we thought maybe we might change you and it's like, and I'm thinking, okay, well, if that happens, I mean, I guess what? There's other jobs. Yeah. Market's really good right now for hiring people. Yeah. I got some restaurant experience. <laughs> I worked in a red lobster one time. You know, I, I think about what Jesus said, make friends with your enemies along the way. And what do you do when you realize that you are your own worst enemy? Right. Mm. And so, like, I think partly is that you befriend that. I think part of that call is to say, okay, fear, like what you're doing, what do you have to teach me? I'm, I push you away far enough with these anxiety management systems and it's not working for me. Mm-hmm. So, what do I do? How do I befriend that fear in the presence of Jesus and maybe a wise um, guide in that to say, what, what, is the, what is the message of fear? Oh, okay. That's your message. Will that happen? How, what's it saying? And you kind of deconstruct that through this the, the spiritual process that we're in, yeah. and you realize, oh, oh okay. okay. And so anger becomes a tool you use yeah. to keep the fear at bay. Mm. But man, anger doesn't produce anything positive. No, there's, I mean, there's well, some righteous anger. The anger it can, can, but can, but, yeah. but the problem is, I don't really see a lot of people using anger for positive purposes no, right no, now. No, no, yeah. Not I as a wasn't. consistent, not as a consistent way to deal with fear. Right? I wasn't. No. I mean, a remedy injustice, there's a place yes. where you see, you see someone being taken advantage or you see someone being bullied, makes you angry. You want to stand in the gap. Absolutely. That's, that's righteous anger. Yeah. This other stuff is just, yeah. Angry about everything. Like resentment. Yeah. 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 So I think there's, uh, you know, this, these five things of a Thanksgiving examine, every day is one just a general thanks to God for for all the things and then recognize to ask God to give you the vision to recognize things that happen that's the second thing mm. make me aware the third is that specific going down the day going down the hours going down the things that have happened then the fourth is just praise and thank God for all the opportunities you had to make a difference in the world today to inspire you to recognize more and more of the opportunities that'll be in front of you in the future yeah. So it's like, thank you, God, for giving, opening the door to me to speak a word of kindness for someone, to build someone up. Right. Yeah. That's the crazy thing about this is that then in the exam and you, you, I begin to see the really small interactions. It's like, you know, where did you make a difference in the world? Well, I didn't cure cancer again today. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't solve world hunger, but I had this like interaction with this person in the dry cleaning line that was really yeah. connected in that like mm. that's what i'm thankful for yeah that's really what i'm thankful for yeah. it's like oh how do i notice those things right and be present to that that every place is a place of 
divine presence. Yeah, I was, I was, we were eating a meal and uh, the little girl that was waiting on us, mm-hmm. I don't say that in any other way, then she's probably 23 years old, mm-hmm. older yeah. than my daughter. I don't yeah. that's what I call my daughters, but, and she, we were talking yeah. about where she goes to church at Ecclesia yeah. and we were just talking about church and she goes to church not far from here. Yeah. She's like, yeah, we're having our little fall festival and all this kind of stuff. And we were just yeah. like, here's a moment when you're willing to like open yourself up to a stranger. Right. You never know what can happen. Yeah. That's sort of an encouragement that works both ways it is. Yeah. and gives life in that moment. And then the last thing is to, you know, ask God to open those opportunities to thank God for that. But the last one is to thank God for all that God has done for you mm. and to ask yourself, what can I envision doing that would lead me to be even more deeply grateful? <laughs> what can I do that would lead me to be even more deeply grateful? Mm. That then is sort of, all right, what difference does it make? What do I do? What, what, what will I, how will I live differently now moving forward that would allow me to be a more grateful person? That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I didn't write it. No, but it's so beautiful. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Thank you. I read it well. <laughs> you did read it well. Edmund says that there's like two stages of, of gratitude. The first one is acknowledging the goodness of life, these small interactions, the things that, that happen in our lives, that we attune our mind and our attention to those things. And then the second is that um, it's a recognition that there's some other source of gratitude and goodness or goodness that lies beyond ourselves, right? That 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 I'm not the center of what produces goodness in my life. Like I, these interactions with other people, or maybe it's an animal, or maybe it's the weather, right? That these things are given, they're good moments, and they allow us to capture and to be present to these good moments. And they're to turn, I think, ultimately turn us towards God, right? That's the Augustine, our hearts are restless. Going back to Yellowstone, oh, the little okay. kid, don't you remember what? Don't you, yeah, full circle, bookend, bookend, bookend. Look at that. Do you remember how Rip tells a kid, he goes, you know, don't don't ever think you deserve this. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. I yeah. mean, he's, he's not the most uplifting dude. But what he was trying to tell this kid was, you know, don't take this for granted. Don't take for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. you'd be thankful that you're able to hear and shovel horse manure out yeah. of the stall. That's right. Don't think, you, don't think you're owed this. Yeah. Don't think you deserve this. Yeah, yeah. And I always thought, you know, that that's the thing I think a lot of us in our that's really good. culture you know, there's, there's a sense of entitlement, entitlement that we all deal with. Right. Especially if you've been fortunate to be a part of society that, you know, hadn't had, had to worry about food scarcity or housing scarcity or those types of things. Yeah. Which I've had a lot of struggles in my life. But those have not been things where I had to wonder, like, didn't know where my next meal was yeah. coming from. Yeah. Right. right, right, yeah. It does. I mean, I think gratitude is is something that helps right size the ego, right? Because if you if my mind is being trained, if that's the the the, the dojo of the mind is gratitude, I'm going to practice this. You know, I'm going to write these things down during the day. That my mind is attending towards those things, then it right size right sizes my ego. Hmm. In the midst of that, you know, if I'm if I've been thankful for core relationships and then I'm in attention with a core relationship, I'm carrying that gratitude into that and I'm thinking about ways through it rather than ways out of the relationship. You know, I'm thinking yeah. about how do we reconnect or the connection of this rather than how do I win this fight, hmm. right? And I think it just opens up pathways of deeper relationality um, all the way through. Well, I'm John Stevens. And I'm Matt Russell. And this is Pod Have Mercy. Pod Have Mercy.